we're making some moves. I'm Kelly Wilkness here with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, episode 399, Decor Moves to Be on Trend in 2020. It's the new year. You want to make some changes, and we've got some great ideas for you today so you can stay ahead of the game and ahead of the trends for 2020. Yeah, and it's interesting how they trends do. There's a lot of times there's a carryover one year to the next, and then some new things pop off up and some things kind of drop off the list. So it's very interesting. I, I like to I like to see what the lists are every year. And there's always a, some, some surprises. Right. So we did our forecasting trend episode for 2020 back in October, and we can link to that in the show notes. So you can listen to that. I re-listened to that in preparation for today. I've got some specific ideas about how you can implement mm-hmm. some of these trends that we see coming down the pike uh, right, well, now spreading right before us now that we're into the beginning of January. And Anita's got some um, overarching ideas about the trends and um, what you should be on the lookout mm-hmm. for and what you might want to incorporate. The first one that I'd like to talk about today is the the downsizing trend that we're seeing all mm-hmm. over the country and you know really the world, but I guess maybe in America we've always thought, you know, supersize me, make it bigger, right? So the houses got super big. Um, whereas, you know, lots of times in European countries, there's just everybody has a smaller footprint uh, because there's less space in overall. Uh, but definitely here in America, we're seeing a trend towards downsizing. So, you know, if you're thinking about that or you because you have a big house now and you're thinking about maybe getting a smaller place and just making it absolutely spectacular, or if you're in the market to buy your first home, you might want to think about having a smaller square footage than, you know, maybe you would have thought about five, 10 years ago, even two mm-hmm. years ago. Um, cause you know, small is the new big. And it's, so it's kind of ironic that you think the, the big trend one of the big trends for 2020 is downsizing. So the big trend is to get smaller. Well, that's interesting you say that because I have a new neighbor across the street. They're doing some renovating on the house they bought. They had a big house. They downsized, went to a condo or a townhouse. I'm trying to remember which. And now they said, she said she couldn't take anymore. And now she's upsizing again after downsizing. So she's already gone full circle, been there, done that, bought the t-shirt and said, you know, it's not for me. Uh, So it may not be for everyone, but that's interesting because a lot of people are trying it. Not everyone is liking it. I think I could downsize only to so far, but I definitely could go smaller than I have now. I've already kind of walked through the house and thought I could do without a study if I had to. I could do without a breakfast room. I could, you know, there's, so I think I definitely could go smaller for sure. Right. So if you're thinking about it, springtime is a great time to put your house on the market. Uh, that's what the, you know, the realtor, uh, research has shown. So uh, April through June is usually sort of a great time to put your house on the market. But what I did see in a couple of places, and I spoke to a real estate agent who's a dear friend of mine, and she said, 
if someone's thinking about it now, they should get their house ready and list it in February. So they're the first ones on the market. Because the thing that what happens in the spring too is, is everybody's read mm-hmm. the same articles or gotten the same advice that springtime's a great time to put your house on the market. So while there'll be more uh, potential buyers at that time, they're also more sellers. So oh, there's a little bit more competition. It's a little busier, right? So if you get out there and you get ahead of the game and you're uh, you're on the market in February, maybe these other houses you know aren't ready to be actually put on the market. The photos aren't taken, something like that. So you can kind of get a jump on some of the other competition. Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, you know, we've we've always sort of moved, you know because we wanted to go to a very completely different place. We've never really like, and so it kind of seemed like it always was sort of, uh, you know, well, this house was a different experience, but moving to California, like it was like we were moving because, you know, it, the time frame was set by a, a work thing or whatnot. But if you have the time to think about it like, and consider it, definitely do some research into your particular area as to what is the best time of year. Because you may, if it doesn't matter if you moved in the spring or the fall or the winter, then you may be able to do better in the price and whatnot uh, if you research the the market with respect mm-hmm. to the calendar. Interesting. Well, I saw that garden rooms are hot right now and going to be hot for 2020. Are you seeing that? And I'm thinking about them, I'm thinking about, well, you know, we've had sunrooms in the past that used to be hot. Sometimes they were called a solarium, (laughs) a solarium (laughs) or a sunroom. Uh, And then they kind of seem to have gone out with a favor. You never heard about them anymore. And now I'm hearing about garden rooms. And I'm wondering, is this a reboot of a sunroom or is this just any room that has some windows where you put plants in them? And I'm kind of getting the impression it's just a room to put plants in. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it kind of, I haven't heard of that, but it really does make sense when you're thinking that, you know, the, the colors are going greener. We're definitely feeling this pull back to nature, bringing nature in. Like a lot of the William Morris prints and whatnot, which are very nature-based, are, are very hot right now, sort of coming back. So people are wanting to incorporate the natural world into their interiors. So I think that makes perfect sense on some of the other trends that I've been reading about, but I haven't heard specifically mm-hmm. about a garden room. Now, if you're downsizing, chances are you're going to have a kitchen instead right. of a garden room. But if you can get a garden window but Just put the plants in there and it's your garden room and your kitchen. And then it's your garden slash garden room. Exactly. But so I think be careful with There's, that though because mm-hmm. sometimes too many plants can look kind of junky. I think you have to be really careful with that. I mean, wouldn't you agree? Oh, Yes. We've all seen the too many pots, and they're all leggy or, the or mismatched not quite pots, right. yeah. and the yes, and the plants are in different states of mm-hmm. health. That's not mm-hmm. a good look anywhere, garden room or front porch mm-hmm. or what have you. So yeah, you want to be careful with that. Uh, another thing, uh, when you're talking about specific rooms in a house, this is something that we talked about in our trends forecast episode. Is the the trend towards having a dedicated office space in your home. And what we talked about in that episode was, you know, gone are sort of the days of spreading out your laptop and your paperwork on the dining room table and leaving it there. Because you know what? It's not that you're just working at home for the afternoon. You might work at home Mm -hmm. all the time, or you might work at home three days a week. Um, So you need 
for your sanity uh, to have a special place uh, where you go and do this. Now, it doesn't have to necessarily be a big, giant room, um, and it doesn't have to even be completely off to itself. So we talked about it in general terms last time. So this time, I researched some different options for desks that really can be incorporated into almost any space or any room that you that you know where you got the little wall space. One is a floating wall desk. It has absolutely no legs. So any place that you have sort of a, stre- a stretch of unused wall, you could put this, and then you know you could use it, uh, you know, on a, a different occasion, even for you know a a break front or something. If you put it in your dining room, something like that, if you needed to. Uh, But it's a really good looking floating wall desk. It has just the top. And then I think there's like a sliding uh, little drawer that comes out where you could put your keyboard and whatnot. This other one is the a fold-out convertible floating desk. So when it folds up, it actually just looks like a closed cabinet on the wall. And it's almost like a Murphy bed. Mm-hmm. Anita, it's so you guys, I think you guys are going to really like this one in particular. You fold it out and so then it has a horizontal top and then a, a piece that comes down to the ground. And then what's affixed to the wall once it's opened up has um, little... Um, like mail slots and then a little card, um, little, um, cork even. It's fabulous. And then there's another one, a desk that's actually a storage bookcase. So picture a bookcase against the wall with sort of open cubbies, if you will. And this just extends a little bit further and has two slim front legs. So your chair can fit right in there. It's perfect. It's fantastic. So there's a whole bunch of things out there. And then there's one corner desk. So if you just have a little space and you could tuck this desk in, it comes in various colors, but this blue is really mm. pretty. Um, so all the, and all of these things, I think the most expensive one was the first one I mentioned, the floating wall desk at $4.99. But the other ones are just hovering a around $100, $180 is the next one, and then as low as $103. So you could have a whole office space for under $200 for most of these, and then have all your stuff just organized in one spot. I think that would be a really nice way to kick off 2020. I think that's nice. That's really cool. I mean, some people just want to take their computer and go wherever, anywhere to work, even to the coffee shop. But I think for someone who needs a space, who works from home, I think that's a great idea to kind of contain it, especially if you don't have a dedicated room for it. It's a great idea. So I'm thinking of also some smaller things, something that's not as involved as a as getting this office unit together like you were talking about is uh, coffee stations. That is what I'm seeing is hot, hot, hot for 2020. And that's something that we've been seeing in the blogging world for several years, but apparently it's becoming mainstream where somebody's got the, the nice coffee maker and the, the kind of setup like you're at, I guess, a Starbucks or something where you've got your sweeteners, you've got your mix-ins, maybe your cocoa powder, your cinnamon, maybe, I don't know what else, your creamer, and it's all set up set out for guests or for people that live in the house. And I think that's a nice, a nice thing to do. In fact, uh, somebody got a new uh, coffee maker or espresso maker for Christmas. So somebody somebody did. did. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't me. I'm not the coffee drinker, but yeah. I know. So who got it? It was Kevin. 
Oh, yeah, okay. Kevin. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Uh, those are really, and those machines can be really pretty. This so one's a pretty nice one, but it, it was not, time. it was not expensive though. So we got a special, special price for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, good, good. Well, maybe you put the link in the show notes if that price is Probably not, yeah, now, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll find the link for it though. I will find a link for it. Okay. So another thing that we talked about was this color of the year being these various shades of mm-hmm. green. Um, so again, with wanting to bring nature in, like green, you know, was around for a while. We have said in the past that, you know, green is not a great wall mm-hmm. color. It doesn't really make everyone look great. But I think that's when we, you know, you think of that sort of sagey celadony green, which, or like, there's like that hospital green too, which is just not great, you know, as far as making anybody look particularly good or even your furnishings and whatnot. So that that type of green is not that appealing to me. But I think um, I had mentioned Bayer had a color very much like that as their color of the year. Eh, I'm not sure about that. But I, I went a little bit further in the idea of green being a, a hot paint color for 2020. And I said, let me look at some dark greens for everyone and let you know. There are some really beautiful dark greens. And that is more akin to that sort of, you know, going with the the room that doesn't get great lighting, just going dark, making it really enveloping feeling, giving it sort of this richness. Um, So I've got four greens that I'm going to throw out to you guys. There's the Studio Green by Farrow and Ball, which is kind of their OG green. Like that was the original green that they used in their showrooms and some of their marketing materials and whatnot. So you might just be able to conjure that green up in your head if you're familiar with Farrow and Ball. Salamander is Benjamin Moore. Now, to me, Salamander, I think like chameleon, like I think it's sort of almost like a, the Etsy color, more like chartreuse or, you know, a really bright green. But the Salamander is really dark and moody. So um, definitely a nice, rich green. Then there's one called Backwoods by Benjamin Moore. That definitely evokes in its name a, a darker green. That's really a beautiful color. And then Black Spruce by Dunn & Edwards. I love that color. So those are really nice greens. So if you're thinking about maybe jumping on the green train uh, in color at home, I would think about going dark. What do you think about those lighter greens, Anita? Did they ever work for you? Um, I've not done green paint in my home, but those sound so beautiful. And it actually kind of ties into my next item I was going to mention, which are the bold painted walls and bookcases. And I'm thinking of blues and greens. So some of these greens that you're talking about, aren't some of them kind of darker, bolder greens? Oh yeah. They're very dark and rich. And, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say they're black, but they're, they're Mm -hmm. dark and bold colors. Yeah. So I think that is so on trend. And I think I showed you some of the pictures from that gorgeous home tour that we went on with the bold green bookcases and trim. And it was just stunning. Just stunning. I couldn't, I'm still thinking about that beautiful home. I just want to, I just want to change up a couple of rooms in my house now. Yeah, but that's what's so fun about going mm-hmm. to those things. So yeah, if anybody has, uh, you know, lots of times around the holiday time, but New Year too, uh, in the winter time, lots of times there are new um, 
showcase houses and things like that. Such a fun way to spend an afternoon. And you get so many great ideas. I was even getting ideas from Anita just sending me some photos of the one that she went to. Um, just, you know, because they're going to, it's almost like runway fashion. You know, they're going to take it a little bit further, mm-hmm. like this particular one uh, that Anita went to in the dining room. The ceiling was Orange. Oh, it's gorgeous. Like, and the walls were think- this dark, rich green wallpaper with lots of color. And they had monkeys yeah. on there. It was really charming. Then with the orange ceiling, I mean, they really went over the top. It was beautiful. And this was not a show home. I mean, this is just where these, a family lives. Oh, oh yes. Really? Oh, my yes. gosh. I didn't realize yes. that. It's a very exclusive wow. neighborhood. Um, but yeah, it's just a family home. But quite gorgeous. Well, the, the next time I come to visit you, we're going to go knock on the door so I can see that in person. <laughs> yeah. I thought that, like, that was a showcase home. That's going to be gone. You know, like you have to have the, you know, the, they have gate. It's a gated community and I don't know anybody. there, So uh, you'll be climbing okay. over the fence to get in there. <laughs> Not a problem. Okay. I don't you can just wait. Maybe a car will come by and you can run in. Yeah, exactly. And then run <laughs> for it. Um, so another bold move is wallpaper. Really, you guys do it this year. If you're thinking about it, if you're on the fence, do it. But do your research because there's so many great options there. And, you know, sure, you can do something sort of conventional and maybe you do some flowers or you do some regular toile. And, but there are so many bold and whimsical patterns out now that are so fun. Like I found this New York City toile. So you, when you look at it, you're like, oh, that's tall. But then you get closer and you can see what's really going on and it's the buildings. It's not the, you know, French mm-hmm, people frolicking. Mm-hmm. So cool. So I'll put a link to that. Um, it's from Temp Paper Designs. Uh, that was really cool. But there's just so many. I mean, I could sit here and list for an hour, you know, all the ones that are really interesting and, and wallpapers that you should take a look at. But, you know, in your color frame and it is overwhelming to look at them. Um, but you, they're a, the sites that are good, uh, and they service you well. You can limit it by color, by price, all sorts of things. So you can really curate the collections that they have. So, you know, don't be overwhelmed at just going page by page. Go to the side, limit what you're looking for, and then you can sort of hone in on what's going on uh, and that what might work. Yeah, for I mean, you. the wallpaper is so hot right now. And I think it's because everything was so neutral. And I still love neutral. I still love calm, peaceful, and limited uh, patterns. I mean, I still love that look. But I think everybody kind of jumped on that bandwagon. I think it was over. It just kind of became oversaturated as far as a look online. Right. Unsaturated became Right. So I think now, you know, it just, it's the pendulum swinging. Whatever's in one year, or I shouldn't even say one year. I mean, that was in for like five, six years. And now people are wanting something different. So of course it's color, it's pattern, it's, it's splashy. So of course, wallpaper is super popular right now. And, and there's so many beautiful patterns and I love the wallpapers that have the dark color on them. So you really know this is a beautiful wallpaper with a lot going on. I mean, if you're going to do it, why not go big and exciting? I think there's so many beautiful ways you can go there. And then along with that, I mean, are you getting what we're saying? Dark colors on the trim and the doors. So 
I mean, the, the trend. So really, a lot of the stuff you've said, Kelly, and what I'm saying is the opposite of the neutrals and the calm rooms. Now it's lots of pattern and lots of color. So lots of pattern on the walls and then the color on the trims. Uh, so rather than a white trim, people are maybe going with a black trim, a dark trim, maybe a navy trim on the windows, on the doors, dark doors. And, and like black doors are really hot right now. Yeah, very true. So here's the design um, dilemma, if you will, or let's spin it positively. Here's the design opportunity, mm-hmm. right? To You don't want to, I mean, maybe, but there's very few of us that would say, yeah, let's get, let's have an orange ceiling, you know, out of the mm-hmm. blue. Uh, you know, that's maybe not going to work with the rest of your room. It certainly worked in that one mm-hmm. particular house that Anita visited because the whole house was, you know, well, let me say this that. for that house too. They had money. So in yeah. two years, when they're bored with that, they can just change it all up and it's not going to be a big deal. For some people, that's not the case. Right. Well, for yeah. most of us, you know, you're not, you're not going to want to be changing exactly. it anyway. But what the design opportunity here is, is to take these new trends, if you will, the pendulum swinging back to the boldness and the color and incorporate it with the neutrals that you may already have or incorporate it with whatever you already mm-hmm. have going on. So you take bits, you go a la carte, and this is why we love presenting the forecast to you. And now we're giving you some concrete um items and real honed in ideas that you can use now to be on trend in 2020. So you sort of a la carte pick and choose uh, what will work for you. And I would suggest in small doses, you know, dip your toe in, unless you're just like, oh my gosh, you know, I love this monkey wallpaper. I must have it everywhere. (laughs) Probably not, right? So maybe you just do one of those wallpaper panels that I've uh, told you about, uh, you know, creating that with that easy tutorial. Or maybe you do your powder room or even your master bath, or maybe you talk... Uh, paint your bedroom a dark color. And now I'm talking to myself right now because I really want to do that, but I'm like, eh, am I going to love it? So I think that that's one of the moves that I'm going to make. I'm not going to make it green or orange. I'm going to do a dark gray. I'm probably going to do the Kendall mm-hmm. charcoal that I love, but I'm getting the trend. I'm getting the dark. I'm trying that and I'm making it work with everything that I have already. So it's going to complement what I already have going on in my house, but just sort of shake it up a little bit because, you know, that's what decorating is all about. It should not only be comfortable and fulfilling and, uh, but it, it, sometimes it needs to be a little bold and just make you well, excited I think about you could, it. So I'm kind of excited to do that. I think you could that. do it either way. I mean, you can do the toe dipper or you can be the diver. You know, the one that just mm-hmm. dives right in and does it all up. And and that's a look. So if you want to have that bold, bold look, I mean, you're going to have to just dive in to get that full look. But if you just want to have a little bit of that trend, if you're like, yeah, I'm kind of bored with, you know, my neutral house. I want to add something. Then you can just do the toe dip and just add some patterned pillows or add a little bit here or there. Uh, maybe put a throw on the back of your sofa. I mean, that's pretty reversible. So yeah, I think there are a lot of these things that you can do in small doses and they're not going to be big expenses or, and they're going to be pretty reversible. But yeah, the wallpaper, if you decide to wallpaper your living room, It's probably going to be an expense and it's going to be an expense to change. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. 
and let them know your friends at DTT sent you. Okay, another simple way to add something that's on trend is that burnt yellow, the ochre color that I love. Um, I just think it's a really easy color to work with. Unlike chartreuse, Etsy. I'm sorry, a chartreuse... As Etsy's color of the year, we learned in the last episode. It's harder to work with. Isn't that interesting? That's just my my thoughts on that. Well, I think you're absolutely right in your in your decor. So I shouldn't say that. Mm -hmm. For me, the yellow would be easier to work with. Um, It is definitely a color of the moment. And I found a couple of things uh, to direct your attention to in this color. One thing is this giant, and I mean giant knit blanket. And when I say giant, I mean the actual yarns are really big. Um, are they talking about the arm really knit cool blankets? Looking. I don't think it's an arm knit mm-hmm. one. It's even bigger really? than that. Like it almost Is this like feel... the size for a giant? It's it's <laughs> not the size of the blanket. It's the yarn. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what size mm-hmm. sheep they got mm-hmm. this yarn from. But it's giant yarn, giant loopy, uh, you know, I just say it could almost be like like almost like a little goofy looking like it's right on the borderline. But I think I was looking at it from like I think I really is that like one this. of those where you're like um, it's just really I can't different. Really tell if I like this or not. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I I will put the link in the show notes and you can make your own decision. And it comes in a lot of different colors, but they definitely had that color. And then uh, another pillow that I found is this hand loomed silk pillow at West Elm, and they're calling it dark horseradish. Now, to any horseradish I've ever seen is kind of beige. So That's I'm not sure an about odd that color. Name for a color, I've got to yeah. say. Yeah. And then and then the other one I found is this um great size. It's this 18 by 20 tassel velvet pillow and it has these big uh, um chunky wool tassels that are dipped in the color. Very cool on sale right now. And they're calling that one pesto. Now pesto would be yes. green, but this is clearly this yellow color. Okay, um, that's so weird. I'll put the links to those in the show notes and you can make your own decisions whether you like them or if the color names are right or not. <laughs> but it's that would be an easy way to add this color of the moment into your home. Well, that's interesting. Uh, so here's another thing that I'm seeing that I have not seen this in 20 years. They've been saying it's out, out, out. And now I hear it's in, in, in. And that is the look. I know you know what I'm talking about, where there's one print and it is used on every single surface in the room, just about. So it would be, I, you know what I'm talking I about? Know. It's on the I've wall paint, that. it's wallpaper, it's yes. curtains, it's, it's the, the sofa, sofa, it's the pillows. <laughs> everything is this one pattern. And it's kind of a cool look, but I think it's one of those things where when you're tired of that pattern, you're in trouble because it's everywhere. But it is a cool, I still like, I've never stopped liking that, but I've never done it either. So yeah, I think that's pretty tough to live with. Again, unless you're totally, totally, you have to be really in love with it because it's everywhere. Yeah. It's hard to tell where one thing ends Mm -hmm. and the other thing Mm -hmm. starts. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's definitely an older look that's back and and they're giving it Uh new life. So I guess, you know. I don't know. I think that would be a hard thing for people to do. Uh, What is here and here to stay and just going to be something that we all have to do, there's just no choice about it, is 
paying attention to sustainability. Mm-hmm. And Anita brought this up in our trend forecast episode. And so I want to go a little bit deeper today to tell you how you can actually start to be not only more aware, but also use your dollars to express how you feel about sustainability. Um, and by doing so, purchasing from companies that are making the efforts. So I found this website. Now, by no means is this exclusive to you know, that only these companies that are listed there are using sustainable practices and whatnot. But it gives you a good starting point. Um, They may or may not be members of this particular association. So, you know, you have to do your own research. And, um, you know, sometimes it's also a live and learn thing. You might order from a company that claims to be very sustainable, and then it comes with you know, styrofoam peanuts and plastic and it's wrapped and it's got, you know, it comes in a gigantic box and it's a little thing, you know, so you kind of like, that's a live and learn thing. Uh, But here's a good starting place. It's the Sustainable Furnishings Council and it's operated out of High Point and their mission is to help companies reduce their footprint and to help consumers find healthy furnishings. So that's a good mission statement. And I just, they have like 12 pages of companies that are listed in alphabetical order. So you could just punch in a company that you might be curious about, see if it's on the list. You could also just run through and see who's there. Um, uh, So I'll name a few that you might be familiar with. Lee Industries. Lee advertises in a lot of print magazines. So you may have seen them. Um, And a lot of what they talk about in their advertising is their sustainable practices. Cisco Brothers. Now that is a hometown LA company. There's actually a Cisco Brothers store right across from my Whole Foods, uh, but they are sold all over the country as well. And that is definitely a sustainable company you might want to look into. Uh, Room and Board is uh, Mitchell Gold and Bob Williams. And there's several other companies, many of which I had never heard of before. And they also give you the rating. So one is uh, I don't know if they call it gold standard or gold level. And then there it goes down to qualifying. So you can see what all the different designations are and um, then decide, you know, is this a company I want to purchase from? Again, it's not an exclusive list, but it is a good place to start and to give you some knowledge about how are these companies sustainable. And then you might translate that information to a company that you really want to work with. I love that list. And I wish we had more lists of companies like that where you can kind of see how they're doing on certain topics like sustainability, like uh, waste in uh, shipping and uh, so many other topics. That would be nice. So that like we've got the organic designation. I think it'd be, it's great to have this list. And I hope that there'd be more lists available where you can easily see where a company stands on certain issues. So good. I'm glad you found that. Yeah. And I would I would imagine that in the future, there is going to be more and more of this because for exactly the reason that we're talking mm-hmm. about. I mean, people are people are mindful of it. People are aware uh, when they have the opportunity and the budget. If it costs a little bit more, a lot of people might be willing to pay a little bit more uh, for a product from a company that is using sustainable practices. So, you know, and that's really everybody, it's up to everyone to make that own decisions for themselves, but it's just really great to have the information. Yes, yes. I mean, so you can make an informed decision because if you don't have the information, then you're just buying things in the dark. You just don't know. 
Yeah. And, you know, and we all do that. I do it all the time, you know, and still, but I'm now I'm really making more of a concerted effort. Um, you know, what, what we always talk about and we ha- really haven't talked about thrift shopping in a long time. Mm-hmm. So let's throw in a plug for sh- sh- thrift oh, shopping yeah. here. You know, it's not talk about you know, being green necessarily. That's a really green right, decision. It, right. It's, Exactly. It's not being named as a mm-hmm. trend, but that's all mm-hmm. part of this sustainability thing. You know, reuse it, thrift shop. Don't, it's not going to land in the mm-hmm. landfill if it's landing in your right, living room. Right. So, you know, thumbs up so, to anybody who's yeah, shopping take that some, way. You're doing your take part. Take something vintage, paint it a color that's pretty hot right now. And then you're, you're on trend and you've got something awesome that's well paint made. Paint it. Yeah. Let's see. Paint it. Backwoods by Benjamin Moore, mm. a dark, moody green, and, and you are well, on Speaking it. of paint, I'm thinking of another thing. Are you seeing the black and white rooms? And I know you yeah. love black and white, so I knew you just love this one. But I think that's going to be, we're going to see more and more of that this year. I love it. I love that contrast. And I never thought I would. It just called out to me with this house. And I think it is because it was just such an, it is, it was just so dirty and it was in such a state of like, oh, it was just so ramshackle. And I thought, I just need, it needs to be all clean. Mm-hmm. Just needs to be all like, oh, really just get this all out of here and let's clean this place up. And I just find that the, the black and white is so easy to live with. And it's just so easy to snap in. I mean, I could even snap in chartreuse if I was so inclined. Um, but I can snap in any color I want. Well, and, that's what I was- you know, there's, a, there's a lot of black and white wallpaper. Well, that's what I was going to say. If you've got black and white, that's a neutral backdrop. So you can throw, pull in or throw in, uh, take out or put in whatever con- uh, complementary color you want to kind of add to it. So you can add a pink, you can add blue, green, chartreuse, yellow. I mean, whatever you want. Most colors are going to go with black and white. Yeah, it's it's a nice it's a nice way to decorate. So I have uh, my crystal. Well, hold on. We've got anything else to talk about on your list? Well, let's do our hot topic first. Oh, gosh. Hot topic. Yes. I'm getting used to hot topics. Yes. Yes. And we'll include the link in the show notes. This is a Better Homes and Gardens article. And it's the title of it is Accent Walls Are In the Eight Best Bathroom Trends to Try in 2020. And we're just going to pull out one of those to talk about today. And that is the accent walls. So accent walls in a bathroom Uh, and a 2019 trend report from Howes revealed that more than one third of renovating homeowners are now choosing to include an accent wall in their bathrooms. So I thought this would be interesting to talk about, but my first, and so the picture they showed was a wall of wallpaper. So, but I assume they're mean, it could be an accent color or wallpaper. So here's my thoughts here when I read this, a bathroom is a small room. So why are you just doing one wall? I don't know why you wouldn't just do the whole room, especially with all the tile in there and the cabinetry. I wouldn't think it would be that much more to just wallpaper or paint the entire room with whatever your accent is. So I don't know. My thoughts on this was, were, why don't you just do the whole room? I don't know. What are your thoughts, Kelly? Yeah. I, I just I think it's probably the dumbest place to say that an accent wall is appropriate. 
for all the reasons mm-hmm. you're saying, unless you have a tremendously huge bathroom and at the far end of it, there's a freestanding tub and behind that, you do an accent wall. Like that, I was trying to think of the only mm-hmm. way I think mm-hmm. that would work because otherwise I just think it looks like you ran out it of paint does. or ran, you ran out yes, of wallpaper. Yes, that's what I'm thinking, especially in a small space. I think it's even more questionable in a small space where it's going to leave questions is why did they do this? In a big room, you can say, okay, it's an accent wall, but I'm not used to seeing it in a bathroom. And again, it's just not that much more. I wouldn't think it's a small space. This must be a small group of people who are really into accent walls and they heard <laughs> accent walls are out, which we, they are and they should be. They had their time and they're gone. Uh, and they just wanted to bring it back somewhere. They're like, let's slip it into the bathroom. No one will even notice. Mm-hmm. We're just bringing it back for mm-hmm. the bathroom. I just, I don't think it's a great mm-hmm. idea. I, I really, if you like an accent, well, we did get a little, um, a few emails when we talked about accent walls being out of people that mm-hmm. love their mm-hmm. accent walls and we love you and mm-hmm. we love that you love your accent walls. And if it's a wall that could like kind of cries out for some special attention or it's kind of like under the Maybe behind the bed or it's in tucked. a bedroom, that wall, yeah. that makes a little more sense right. to me than this. If you, if it makes, yeah, if it makes sense, but just to have an accent wall to have an accent wall, uh, which is what was going on when accent walls were mm-hmm. on trend, you know, that day is over. Um, and now trying to cram one into a bathroom, I say no. <laughs> I say stop the madness. So DTT, we're both thumbs down on this one. Yeah, thumbs down mm-hmm. on that. Okay, now what is your crush? Okay, I'm definitely thumbs up on this. This is mm-hmm. a food. Well, you know, I do um, love food. I do love the food. Well, you know, we do. Yeah, we talked about the Mm -hmm. HelloFresh food. Um, Okay. I bought this. I don't even really, I don't know what drew me to it. I do love sweet potatoes. And I was just feeling like comfort foodie. I love sweet potato fries that I make, you know, just in the oven, roast them. Yeah. Okay. But these are not fries. Mm -hmm. It's, they're actually, they're, it's like for kids. They are sh- in these fun little shapes, like people and stars and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I didn't really realize at that time that they were more sort of little kids' foods. <laughs> Dr. Prager, P-R-A-G-E-R. Uh, you know, it doesn't sound like he should be making food. He should be like giving you a prescription or something. But they're Dr. Prager's Sweet Potato Littles. And oh my goodness, they are so do you, delish. Do you bake these? What? What? You just bake okay. them. And if you have little kids, and sweet potatoes are a great way to get, you know, lots of vitamins into mm-hmm. your little kids. Well, Laura loves them. Mm-hmm. I love them. We, when Peter's away, sometimes we just make those. As Do you our like, side are they dish. like we'll roasted? Is that how chicken. you bake them? You just mm-hmm. bake them and they get a little crispy on mm. the edges. So mm. yummy. So, so yummy. And then I ventured further into the Dr. Prager line. They have kale tots. They're like tater tots, <laughs> but they're kale in them. Okay. So interesting. Good. Well, good way to so get in those good. veggies for your fussy exactly. eaters. Exactly. And of both of those, and that he, pro- I know he has a whole nother line. So in your grocer's freezer, I got them at Whole Foods, but I think they're probably in a lot of different grocery stores as well. So Dr. Prager, uh, sweet potato littles, and then the kale tots I've hmm, tried. Yeah. So if you don't have time to cut the sweet potatoes, peel them and cut them or... Well, I now would only have a sweet potato fry if it was cut into a little shape of a moon or a star or a little man. (laughs) Okay. 
What's your okay, crush? my crush is a soft surrounding item that they sent me. It's a gorgeous oh. blue leopard chenille coverlet, or you can use it as a blanket. It's oh. so pretty. I love it in the blue. It comes in some other colors, but uh, you know, you know how I love blue. And uh, anyway, they sent it to me, and it's just. I don't know. I'm just in love with it right now. I'm just enjoying it. I'm just, and tonight it's a cold day. I'm going to be wrapped up in that blanket, but it comes in, you know, twin, king, queen, whatever size you need for your bed. I'll include a, a link for it, but it's, uh, and the other thing is I went ahead and got the king size for a queen size bed. Yeah. And I think that's a, a good way to go. I kind of think that's the yeah, way to go. Yeah, I good know. Tip. Because otherwise... It just sometimes, I mean, sometimes they're too big. Like the, um, what did I get? Um, the, um, I was saying Land's End, but I think it's the L.L. Bean um, linen sheets. One of our lovely listeners corrected me. So I think it was, the, was those L.L. Bean linen Land's sheets. End. Now Land's End. Land's End, I think. Land's, was it Land's End? End. So I must have said mm-hmm. the other one. Um, they are gigantic. Mm-hmm. Like they drip over the Well, the, the sheets, the you king, have to get the right mm-hmm. size. But if it's a blanket. Most of the time. The it's skippy. the blankets are almost always too small. And you know, these days the mattresses are so deep. It's like they made these blankets for the old timey mattresses that were seven inch mattresses. Well, most mattresses aren't seven inches anymore. Most of them are like, oh, you know, 10 to 15 right. inches. And I don't think they've yeah. kept up with the blanket sizes. So if you have a deep mattress, oh, you really have to go right. one step up for the blankets or like a coverlet. Be careful. Yeah. So measure right, those. Right, right. Yeah. Mm hmm. But anyway, it's really beautiful. I know you would love it. It's it's really nice. You know, we love the leopard print. And this comes in a kind of a rust color you could get, a cream or the blue. Nice. Okay. I'm going to check that out. Um, our question today, this is a very good question. And a lot of people might uh, be confused about that or have the same question at some point in their decorating uh, career. What looks better? Inside mount? or outside mount when you're talking about woven shades or Roman shades? And this is from Jenny O. Hmm. Jenny, I'm excited that you're getting new window treatments. Yeah, <laughs> Jenny. So it, it really depends on the window. Uh, there are only, you need to have a certain amount of space to have it inside mount. And that will depend upon the window and the type of treatment that you have selected. Um, because it, you know, you can imagine the mechanism needs some space, especially if it's a shade that's, you know, going to go up and down all the time. Um, so you may be limited right there in your choices, whether to go inside or outside. So outside is obviously a lot more forgiving, right? Inside, not only does it, you have to have the the depth in the window, but you have to have um, also, uh, you know, the, the thickness of the mechanism has to be able to fit in there. And you yourself, if you're doing home measuring, you have to be spot on. You can't be off by half an inch because then your shade is not going to fit or it's going to fall down because it's too small. Um, so, Outside mount is a lot easier to deal with if you do, particularly if you're doing your own measuring. Um, and also another plus on outside mount is 
you don't get that little sliver of light coming through the side. So if you're somebody who really needs to be uh, very dark when it's sleep- you're sleeping and you've gone to the extent of gotten blackout or privacy lining in your shades, and then they're on either side of the window, here comes the sunshine, you know, here comes the daylight, that might be bothersome to you. So obviously if you go outside mount, it's going past the end of the window and it will you know, definitely limit the amount of light that might slip in. Yeah. And I would add to that, Kelly, I agree with all of that. That sounds wonderful. If Sometimes they have some pre predetermined sizes and if you're going to use those, you can you can use some standard sizes if you're going to go with the outside mount. If you're going to go with inside mount, you're going to have to have it custom made most of the time. So you could save money if you did outside mount and went with standard sizes, which some of the companies have. Another thing that I keep in mind is what kind of trim do you have around your window? So I have a lot of nice trim around my windows and an outside mount would just not work on my windows because of all this trim around them. And then it would be covering it up, but also it just, it's going to be fighting with it. Like where, how far do you go and everything? So I think that also depends on the trim. So if you don't have any trim around your windows or it's not really something that you want to highlight, then I would definitely go outside mount where if you have beautiful trim, you want to highlight, you want to go inside. And as far as the measuring, I think you're absolutely right on that. You have to be more spot on on the interior mounting. But I will say I've worked with blinds.com and they will, if you've measured incorrectly and your blinds will not fit, they will replace them for free, even if it's your fault. Wow. I wonder how many times they have to do that. I don't know, but they say on their website that they do. Oh, I believe they say they do. I'm just saying, wow, that's very nice of them to do that because, you know, hey, a lot of people don't yeah. measure right. Um, myself included have been off. Um, one other point to that, you probably didn't realize you were going to get all this big, long answer, did you, Jenny? Um, either inside or outside mount, see if the manufacturer has a, particularly when it's the natural woven, if they have a they might call it a cornice or just sort of a topper to it. It's nice that when you just have that little side, like a little flap of the uh, the the blind comes down and kind of covers the mechanism a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, and they don't don't necessarily have that as much with the fabric Romans, but I've definitely have seen that, and I have it in my own home with the natural yeah, woven. I do where too. There's just a little bit of a top. You know, I, I'm not calling it a valance. It's not that, but it just kind of, it's like it's a little a flap that it's just like a header. covers a header, right? It covers the mechanism, which is nice. It's just, especially if it's outside mount, then you don't see all that. Yeah. Well, I think we've covered that probably. Wow. Yeah. More than she wanted. <laughs> <laughs> As we often do. Be careful what you ask for. <laughs> Wait, one more. No, I'm done. Are you really done? <laughs> I really, I really am done for today. As always, it's so fun hanging out with you. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. I want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space, we are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. 
We hope to talk to you soon.